Hello, all, and welcome to the Fantasy and Sci-Fi Fanatics Podcast. I'm your host, Daniel Kubal. Today, I have with me a very special guest, Courtney Davis. Courtney, how are you today? Good, good. Happy to be here. <laughs> yeah, thank you so much for coming. I was glad that I, you know, was able to get a hold of you recently and we were able to make everything work. So that's really awesome. Uh, like I said, we'll start with that first question that I sent you. Uh, what has your writing journey been like up until this point? Um, well, I really started wanting to write in high school or even before that, probably middle school. And then um, I right after high school, I started kind of writing a little here and there. And um, and then I took about a nine year break from even oh, wow. trying. Yeah, yeah. I feel <laughs> and, like that's pretty typical. Yeah, and then last year, about this time, um, I started writing again, and I got a bunch of stuff done. I wrote like seven books in a year. Wow. Not all of them are great. That's, <laughs> but still, that's amazing. Done. And uh, I had one come out in August, and I've got two coming out in the spring. Went well, February and April. So I'm. It's been a good journey. I am not. Uh, I'm not discouraged yet. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. That's like a really fast production rate. I have to say, that's really cool. Yeah, yeah, it has been fast. I mean, I it's with smaller publishers, but I'm okay with that. It's not um, for me. It's just about getting them out there and helping yeah, yeah. people read it more yeah. than um, more than anything at this point. <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah, you got to build your audience somewhere. That's I was talking to my buddy, and we're trying to like. I have a few things like we're trying to figure out, you know, like with releasing and things like that. And yeah, I just. It, I think it's kind of crazy. Like, I like how you, you know, you're separating, you know, you have these, you know, different months going. Cause that really, to me, studying like Lindsay Brokers and like um, Joe Lalo's podcast, that seems to be like that type of rapid release, you know, two and a half to three months really seems to be, you know, we're especially starting out where people really do really well, I feel like. So I think that's really smart. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think so. I hope so. Because I mean, my fear is that someone will like my first book and then not hear from me for a year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they'll forget. So if I can get if I can just keep in the front of their mind at this point, and then uh, when I make a name for myself, it won't matter as much. <laughs> no, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, totally. I that's like with the podcast, this podcast too, I just am trying to get content. And I'm like, well, you know, once we get season one done, we'll worry more about, you know, like audience and things like that. We're just trying to get a lot of authors on here. And yeah, I just I think, you know, like, Lynn, that's what Lindsay always says, you know, backlog, backlog, backlog. And I feel like that's where I really find, you know, different authors like Clayton Snyder is one of those where I read um, one of his books. And then I, I immediately went and bought another one. And, you know, they were different universes and stuff and even different genres. But I just I needed more of his writing and his type of style. So, yeah, that's kind of the way I go, too. If I like an author's book, I will try everything that they've written. And, yeah. and yeah, even if it's not the same series. So yeah, yeah. No, I, I think that's really smart. I, I think that I think that'll work really well for you. And I really hope that, you know, we can come back a year from now for your trying to do everybody like a anniversary episode. Um, oh neat. Yeah. yeah. I just think it'd be cool to be like, okay, Courtney, where are you at a year from now? You know? And yeah. obviously we want people to come back in between, but we just really want to do at least like if people get really busy and stuff, at least do a year. Cause it'll be really interesting, you know, for us to really see you know, different trends and things like that. And I think people, you know, will find different people's experiences helpful. So yeah. Yeah. yeah it'd be interesting. Yeah, that's cool. yeah. Uh, so I'm really curious. I was checking out, you know, your books and stuff the last couple of weeks um, once we started talking. So why urban fantasy? What really draws you to this genre as an author? Well, part of it's because that's what I really like to read. So it makes it an easy thing for me to um, write 
but um yeah i think it's just it make life is more interesting if you think there's something magical out there i totally agree i say it all the time to my students <laughs> so totally. it just kind of like being able to you know live in a fantasy world even more than writing a book about um just regular real life which also can be good but that fantasy element just opens up so many doors i i feel like with the storyline and can make some kind of maybe more um normal or mundane seeming things really exciting because it's it's a creature doing it instead mm -hmm. of a person or whatever yeah so since uh i i don't know that i would always stick with it i did write recently i, I did draft a um, more sci-fi oh, um, cool. story so that was and it was really a lot harder for me mm -hmm. i um i felt like just trying to get into that mind space of um of it was different but I uh, we'll see if that goes anywhere. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, that's super cool. I, I just think it's funny that you mentioned that because I was just discussing privately with a friend of mine who, you know, she does like a lot of paranormal romance and she's like, I really want to do more sci-fi. And her and I were just discussing where it's like, I feel like fantasy is really easy for me. Like I'm a history teacher. So it's like, you know, putting in the history elements, understanding civilizations, different societies you know, just those different type of things that you could really world build with, I think are really easy to me. Science is not <laughs> something that's easy. Um, you know, and it's just interesting because I really love science fiction, but I tried writing it. And I like I, I if I go down, I feel like I get down rabbit holes with researching for science because it's so interesting, especially like, yeah. you know, interstellar things like um, like I just got down a rabbit hole about like our different <laughs> moons in our solar system that could actually have life on them, you know? And oh, cool. yeah, it was like really cool. And I don't think a lot of people realize like, like Titan, for instance, like, and there's like, um, my brother and I, I like, we love historical mysteries and we researched a lot of like the ancient alien stuff when the TV show first came out. And it is really interesting. I think where there's so many ancient peoples that if you actually look at the type of aliens that they said that you know, they encounter these type of beings, a lot of them ended up being like aquatic and it's just kind uh -huh. of interesting. Yeah. So it's actually really interesting if you look at the accounts and stuff. And um, if you look at the different art pieces and things, and it looks like, you know, people are coming here with, you know, like if they were, it just seems like that would make sense, you know, because Titan and these other, you know, moons and stuff have, you know, a lot of water underneath them. So if there, it just seemed like, you know, I thought, I always thought Mars was interesting because there's no, you know, mm -hmm. water there now, but um, yeah, it was really, really cool to go, but I'm like, I like kind of stuff like that. But then when it comes to interstellar travel or the tech or, you know, and the actual science, I'm like, I'm not good at it. <laughs> yeah. That's what I kind of had trouble with. I was like, well, if I'm setting the parameters, I got to kind of figure out what they are and what I want them to be. And then yeah. how everything kind of works within it. And I'm sure it's not like super techie, um, of a story or in it, but I, but still, I mean, you have to keep in mind some of those like travel things and, and yeah. how different things might work. And, and it's just, uh, it was different, but it was fun to write. So I'm hoping that, um, when I take a look at it again, cause I've only done a first draft, so I haven't even looked yeah, at yeah. it again yet, but hopefully when I look at it again, I won't, uh, hate it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, my friend, uh, which he, you know, he told me, he goes, you should just write the sci-fi story you want. He goes, and then, um, he actually, which I did not know this, and I'm not going to mention his name because I don't think he wants people to know that he does this, but he actually hires an actual like science professor to go over, you know, like his quantum mechanics and things like that, or, you know, the engineering aspect, I guess the guy he got 
you know, to consult, like knows quite a bit of those things, uh, aerospace engineering, stuff like that. And I guess he just has him, you know, as like a content editor or whatever. And he just goes through and, you know, kind of helps him that way, which I was like, that's pretty cool. I said, maybe I'll just do that, you know, just to, <laughs> yeah. you know what I mean? Just cause I, cause I do feel like science fiction is hard. Cause you know, there is that, you know, you do have the hard sci-fi and then the lighter sci-fi, but I still feel like you have those tropes and, you know, the tech yeah. is a trope, right. Rather than eligible yeah. and stuff. So, yeah. It's just interesting that you mentioned that because I've had a lot of conversations with people, you know, with urban fantasy and fantasy that really want to dive in, but it's like, and I experienced that myself. It's like, where do you, where you kind of yeah, it really is. It is a totally different genre, right? Like, yeah. 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 yeah they so, get, they get mushed together a lot, um, but it's very different. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's why I do like Star Wars though. Cause I do like, I was listening to a couple of different people's podcasts and they actually mentioned how you know, like they thought sci like it wasn't like as much sci-fi as like a epic fantasy with science fiction elements. And I was like, wow, that's like really true. <laughs> like, yeah. And I thought that that was interesting and kind of changed my perception on science fiction. Well, at least Star Wars a little bit, but <laughs> yeah. yeah, it was interesting uh, for that third one. So I actually thought this was really interesting because I myself have had a lot of paranormal experiences. So uh, I saw. So were, was that is that part of your podcast or a podcast that you're a part of? Or were you a guest that's on your website? I was a guest. Yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah, I was a guest. And yeah, so I, I've had a couple paranormal experiences. And um, and actually, one that I didn't mention on that other podcast I did was um, in the house that I live in now. My um, <clears throat> we bought it from an older lady who had gone to live in a a retirement home and we're not sure if her husband died here or not but we kind of think he did and um one time I got home with my sons and they were pretty young one was probably they were probably like five and two at the time and they I told them to go like put something away in their room and then they come back out and they like I can't there's a guy in there I'm like <laughs> <laughs> whoa so uh, there was nobody in the room and, um, but it happened twice that they kind of oh, wow. said something like that. And, um, so I kind of feel like it was, it's, was a, the guy that probably died here. Um, nothing weird happened other than those two times that they kind of mentioned it, but it was very weird the way they said it. Like they weren't freaked out, like yes. scared, but they were very serious about like, there's a person in my room. And, um, so I feel like there was some energy going there. Yeah. Yeah. But, <laughs> yeah. Um, my own personal experiences I've had is, um, when I was a kid in, um, it's a very vivid memory and I was probably only three or four at the time standing on a chair in my grandmother's kitchen and this house that they lived in, um, everybody had really weird experiences there. So when I told my mom about this, like years later, she just totally got it. She's like, yeah, <laughs> we're pretty sure that house was haunted. Yeah. But I was standing on a chair and their um, linoleum was like this checker pattern, like big, you know, checker pattern. And I swear there were like little things coming up out of the floor. Like it was just, it was so, I was so scared and I was just watching this and it's such a vivid memory. And I was so young at the time. I don't remember anything that happened before or after that but it was really creepy in it. And the, and it was just really interesting because when I brought it up to my mom um, as an adult, she's was like, yeah, everybody got creepy feelings from that house. Not necessarily experiencing something like I did, but just nobody felt comfortable there. It was just <laughs> a weird old house. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Um, 
that's interesting. Yeah, like kids, they always ask me, and it's like my parents like live in like a really old house in Michigan, and oh my gosh, it's like it's got to be like I think when I was in college, it was like 135 years old, and I remember very vividly like I would go to work and I would, I would go to school I'd go to work in my first year in college and um, I'd come home the same time in the spring and it's a very old farmhouse so you have to like there's no AC so you have to like open up everything you know and let the air through and I was going through my normal routine and we had a lot of crazy things happen nothing bad but just like weird things happen over the years so I saw a couple of um, you know like ghosts or spirits or whatever um but this one was crazy and it's never happened me since it's like the only time and I was going and doing the same thing and I go by our guest room on the ground floor and there's a guy in there with overalls you know and like a jean long sleeve shirt and big bushy beard so I go by and I was just started doing martial arts at the time so I immediately turn from doing the door and I'm like let's go time you know <laughs> and I turn and I'm like there's nobody there. And I'm like, there's no way I turned right away. And I'm like, there's no way somebody, um, you know, went behind me, but I like ran through the house, checking real fast, went outside. The dogs are normally barking. They're like, just chill as can be. And I'm like, this is so weird. Well, I like told my dad and stuff. He's like, yeah, whatever, you know, and he's had some stuff. We have some stuff happen together. Uh, like we got locked out one time for like no reason. When we first moved in, it was really strange. So we like, stayed outside for years we thought it was my uncle and he was finally like no he goes I would never do that to you guys he's like you were four years old like why would I you know lock you out so my dad is like kind of skeptical so the next week rolls by and I'm going by the same room and I'm a little wary now well I go by right before that where our hallway is and there's a picture of our like what looks like our house in black and white and like the guy's in the picture and I'm like freaking out. So I'm like, where did this picture come from? I had just been there earlier that day before school and this picture wasn't up. So I'm thinking like, is this ghost moving in? You know, yeah. uh, so I called my dad. He goes, no, we, we went down last Sunday to the library and found that at the library and they said we could have it. So I'm on the phone and I'm like, dad, dad, he goes, what is your problem? I said, the guy I saw last week is in the rocking chair. <laughs> And he goes, that's the guy that built our house. I'm like, wow. and he goes, that was the original bedroom. I was like, are you serious? And I, I've never seen him since then, but it was just like, it was really strange. Like we never, like, never anything bad, but yeah. yeah. It's just interesting when you said that I was on your, you know, for the podcast, I just thought, oh, that's really cool. So I actually yeah. have that one reserved uh, tomorrow to listen to on the way to school. So I'm looking forward <laughs> to hearing your experiences. So it's just funny because you normally don't hear a lot of people talk about that and not even within the genre. And you're thinking like most people, would, I would think would, I like urban fantasy writing it because I've had stuff happen and, mm -hmm. you know, I don't know, maybe trying to make sense of it. But I feel like a lot of people, at least in my experience, I have met don't. So it's kind of interesting. Yeah, yeah, I think that, yeah, I, I don't think that a lot of people talk about it either. Like, it might yeah. happen to them, but they'll brush it off. Like, yeah, yeah. I think that it's, some people are just more, um, more afraid to even just admit that it happened. Oh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> but, yeah. I've had a lot of skeptics over the years try to debunk and stuff, so. Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. <laughs> it's interesting, yeah. I totally agree with you there. Well, that's going to be cool to listen to. So you guys, I will put that in the description too. It's going to be on Courtney's website. So I thought that was neat. So if you like paranormal, check it out. I will be on Monday tomorrow. Um, so for that fourth question, what would you say was the hardest part about setting up your urban fantasy? I, I struggle with, um, you know, like I got the characters, but I think I struggle with the magic and how that 
kind of goes into the world building and how I want it to look. So I was curious at what you thought the hardest part was in setting up, the, up your urban fantasy. Yeah, I think um, like setting up the parameters, probably kind of like what you're saying there is it was probably the hardest part, deciding how, how magic and powerful they can be because they can't be all powerful. They have yeah, to yeah. have some kind of weakness too to balance things out. I think that's kind of the hardest part. And then um, getting halfway through and deciding, oh, well, this character doesn't have enough of a, um, of a weakness to, you know, not get through whatever. And um, so I feel like I ran across that before in the middle of my writing where I have to stop and go back and kind of re-look at that because uh, the parameters that I've set, I try to really stick to them because I, my fear is that a reader is going to read what I wrote and find something where, wait a minute, <laughs> yeah, yeah. you know, over here, this character couldn't do this and now all of a sudden they can't or something like that, that I'll just forget. Um, yeah, I think that's probably the hardest part for me. The characters themselves are pretty, um, usually come to me really easy and the storyline kind of builds itself. But um, yeah, I think setting up those parameters and to to feel somewhat realistic too, in a weird way. Yeah, <laughs> I don't yeah. want it to be so out there that it it's, um, it, I want it to feel more like, hey, this could be going on in my backyard or my neighbor's house. And yeah, yeah versus something that's just way out there. And yeah, no, I, I, I totally agree with both like main points you said there. Like, I think I always find it interesting to look at like how Patricia Briggs did it with Mercy Thompson because she's in this really powerful world, right? With these, everybody's like, and she always says it like, I'm just this little coyote, but really it's like, okay. But, you know, she uses that power in a unique way. Like, you know, the Brandon Sanderson method, I guess you call it. Um, and I, I like Kevin Hearns where it's like with the Iron Druid and um, like Atticus where it's like, you know, there's so much concrete in our world and they usually get attacked where there's concrete, but they only have so much energy stored. I just think it's interesting to see. And even if you look at Jim Butcher, right, with uh, Harry, it's like there's really like a finite of things he can do. Like he's really powerful and he can blow everybody up, but it's against the White Council. So it's not even, you know, I guess his limitations. But yeah, it's interesting to see how people you know, work around that to make limitations. Mm -hmm. I just always feel like I'm not that creative with it and yeah. need to work on it more, but yeah, it gets interesting after a while. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes laws can like help with that. Like if you still, there's this law that we can't break. Oh, that's a good idea. Um, I didn't even thought of that. That's a good idea. I feel like I'm, it might, I don't know. Sometimes I worry that I overuse the same thing, but I feel like I put usually put that in there. Like there's just gotta be this like blanket law of nobody can know about us. So we have to keep it quiet. Yeah, yeah. Kind of thing. So I think that makes total sense though, right? Because I always wonder that. Like my buddy and I, like <laughs> we were talking one night about, well, I guess like, you know, this one book series, and we were just kind of like discussing and we're like, could that be a thing? And we were talking about, oh, well, because like it was in Mercy Thompson, right? Where like the like fairies had came out and then the vampires were worried that they couldn't come out. And you're like, wow, they really wouldn't be able to, you know, cause people could probably do fairies and probably do werewolves, but there's no way you're going to get away with bringing yourselves out as vampires because yeah, yeah. You know, like, how do you, like, how do you do that in a positive way? You know? And yeah. we were like, wow, that, that we were thinking like, could that be really the case? You know, <laughs> like it was like, it really made it like, it could be the thing that's happening in your backyard. You just don't know it. So I think you yeah. made a good point there. Yeah, <laughs> it's interesting. 
Uh, so for that fifth question, what do you think the hardest part is when it comes to writing two different series at the same time? Um, well, having two different worlds, I guess, like yeah. you've already, you know, written in. Like, I know a lot of people were t- saying like, you know, and I struggle too. Like I have to write in one world and then kind of be done. And then, you know, even genre wise, and then kind of move on. I, I feel like I blend them together too much and mm-hmm. I forget things and I'm like two different people merge into one body. <laughs> so do, do you struggle with that too? Or are you able to kind of keep those, you know, worlds or series separate? I feel like I'm pretty good at keeping things separate. I do take lots of notes mm. as I'm writing so that I can kind of glance back. Um, so I have um, a series that's coming out. It's the one that's starting in um, April. And I kind of wrote one one for that series. And then I wrote a completely different book. And then I wrote another one for the series and then wrote a con- completely <laughs> different book. And it worked out okay for me because then when I came back to it, I felt a little more refreshed instead of feeling like I was kind of, I didn't want to like burn myself out on the world, I guess. So it kind of worked well for me to kind of bounce back and forth, I guess. I'm not very good at bouncing between works at the same time. Like I know some people talk about how they've got like three different stories they're writing at once. I can't do that. I sometimes like will write part of one and then get a good idea, stop it and just like completely write something else and then go back to it. Um, but I can't bounce back and forth um, writing at the same time. But if I've completed a first draft, at least I can clear my head and start something new. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I just I think it's crazy. Like I just know some people in the indie community who are like, yeah, I'm like doing this and this and this and I'm just like I can barely even <laughs> fix this one character right now in my one fantasy book I'm like yeah I don't and I, I talked to my buddy about it because like I have like a I think I feel like I have like a I have like a heist novel and then I set up the trilogies far different with different tone and characters mm-hmm. you know and themes than I have like a Griffin Rider series that I'd love to do just for fun and action-packed and stuff but like there's a I just feel like they're so different I just, it's kind of, I like, I don't know how I get into the headspace and do them at the same time. Like I, that it just yeah. astounds me that people can do that. Yeah. I, I can't do, I can't mix it too much. <laughs> yeah. But then I also do worry sometimes that I, um, that I might accidentally, who knows. Right. So maybe later on, someone's going to read all of them and be like, well, you did <laughs> the, same, the same character. <laughs> yeah. Or just named. Right. Yeah, I have time sometimes with names not like main character names but side people where I'll realize I've used that name as a side character before I need to think of something else so yeah no I I totally agree I I just thought it was interesting you know when I was looking at your site and which different books you know you had written and stuff and I was like I was like I was curious if you had done it at the same time or done one and then the other I just still feel like I'd mix up worlds I feel like I need to kind of do one in one world and you know one series and then like quite a bit and then move on I don't know if I could switch back I found trouble doing that with urban fantasy like I was writing fantasy and then I was just like nope there's different laws (laughs) here and it just was like it just wasn't working so I just decided just to write fantasy for a while and get a few done and then move on to urban fantasy later because I apparently I can't even switch genres <laughs> like, yeah well everybody time. has to write in their own way it's not yeah. something that works the same for everyone it's such a uh, unique kind of hobby if or career depending on where you're at right <laughs> yeah, yeah no it's it's totally true and then, like we just talked about um with Krista earlier where it's like you know and um 
uh, Tilda uh, Holt the other day too, where it's like, you know, one thing that works for her was like, she was outlining. So Tilda was like, has this cool outlining where she uses different post-it notes and different colors for characters or chapters and things. Oh, and I, I find, I find it hard right now to re-outline my second draft. And I thought maybe I, I'm a, you know, visual, physical person. I thought mm-hmm. maybe that will actually help me, you know, like putting it somewhere and then seeing that it doesn't work here rather than just looking on Microsoft Word. I feel like, you know, we look at emails and stuff so much that yeah. maybe it's just blending in, I guess. And I need to kind of pull it apart a little bit more. Kind of yeah, like yeah. Record it, but. yeah, I I took advice from someone um, with my editing recently to where I'm copying and pasting it into another document instead of deleting anything at all, yeah. because I, I'm always afraid to delete too much. Oh, yeah. And I'm like, I really need to. And then if I delete it, and it's gone, it's gone. I don't know why it never occurred to me just to copy it to a different um, document. But that's really worked for me well, too, with going through my drafts. Sometimes like, what if I just take this whole thing out and do something different and if it worked or not? And then I don't lose anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why I, I bought Scrivener to try and learn how to do that. And then I feel like I just end up starting another Word document and just keeping the original there and What's well, like, I have a couple characters where I'm like, this is not your book, bro. I'm like, you got to get out. <laughs> like, that's what my friend was joking. Um, that's what he gave up. I just thought it was so funny. He's like, yeah, maybe this isn't their book, bro. And he's like, like, what are you talking about? He goes, maybe they just need their own book. And I was like, I like the romance that they had started. And I like their different um, like backstories and stuff. But I was like, yeah, this really isn't the book for you. <laughs> and yeah. I was like, I had good chapters with them, you know, and interacting and things. I think if I change a little bit, you know, it's like I have like, you know, at least like nine or 10 chapters with these two. And I'd have to change some of the story elements, but the relationship piece and things like that are there. But yeah, it's, I was like, yeah, maybe, maybe I do need a different tool. <laughs> so maybe I'll have yeah. to try that though. I, I like that. I never, I don't know why that seems so simple. I don't know why right. I'm out of that. Yeah. Sometimes the simplest things are the best. Like I, yeah. I, I like to write things down. Uh, sometimes I never look at it again, but just writing it down helps me usually or typing it into my phone if I can't write it down. Um, I like that idea of post-its because I love using post-its. I oh, yeah, <laughs> use yeah. them all the time at work. But um, yeah, if I had enough space to where I was like, had my own room to write in and I could put it up on the wall I could see myself being one of those like serial killer tracker things that's what we talked about yeah like Charlie Day right like (laughs) with the board (laughs) yeah I could do that if I had the space that would be yeah yeah. well well, what was interesting about that was like what like Tilda was saying was like and we actually came up with so uh, the second interview that I had with her which we're putting up for February she wrote um we talked about it Um, but I can totally send you the link for like her video. She breaks it down and sometimes she just does something different with it. Like she'll use a different color, you know, if it's not working. Um, she actually, we talked about, which I'm going to try and doing like act one over here. And then she separates act two and act three. And then some, you know, she'll use the same post-it note for a character or particular things that happen theme or something Mm -hmm. like that. So, I mean, she uses quite a few different colors, but not like too many, it's like four or five. And I thought, man, that's like a really, really good idea. Cause then you can like break down chapter, you know, but still see everything in front of you. So we talked mm-hmm. quite a bit about, I just think there's so many different ways that you could make that tool useful for you. And then that I can, you know, to really make it work better for your yeah. brain, your writer's brain, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. 
Yeah, it was really neat. I was like, and that's another easy one. I'm like, why have I never <laughs> thought of using post it notes? Like, here I am learning Scrivener. No offense. To oh, Scrivener, but... I haven't. I've seen like <laughs> videos of that sort of th those things that looks like too much. It feels like it'd be such a distraction to me on my screen. I just um, word document. That's all I need. <laughs> well, it's just funny because you know, like I don't know. I there were certain things about it that I did like, but it's like I just like to write. I don't, and like I guess later on. I'll do the dictionary or something. Mm -hmm. I'll guess I'll use it later on. I think more with like a third or fourth draft or a final draft, whatever. But right now, yeah, I just, it is, it's really distracting for me. I just, I'm like trying to figure out how to use it or whatever. And I'm just like, I just want to write. So I've definitely just been using like Microsoft OneDrive. I feel like is just nice. Cause I can just get onto it anywhere. And then I just save another copy every time I'm done, you know, I just redo it on Google drive and then, you know, I have it anywhere for both of them. Like, what's the chance that I'm going to get kicked out of both of them or both of them crack? You know what I mean? They're like yeah. <laughs> very different things. So yeah, it's just, it's interesting to me to go back now. So like, I actually was talking about it with Carissa earlier today is like, I got like book in a month, um, mm. which is a good one, but it's like, it's not good if you're just starting out. It's a lot better. Now I think I'm going to go back and use the tool um, you know, cause I feel like there's different graphic organizers and stuff that are great, but if you actually don't know where your story's going, it's like, it, I don't think it yeah. helps you get there. So I'm actually going over some of these old books I have and tools and things. So I'm really looking for what different people have to say. So I do like putting it into a different document because even going from, you know, word to even like Google docs or something, I think mm -hmm. would be, I liked printing it out for editing. That to me was really helpful just to, cause I'm a teacher. So that was helpful. Yeah. Never yeah, thought. I've never printed mine, but I've seen other people do that too. It'd be, it would be kind of satisfying to hold the, the papers at that stage, but yeah. I don't know. It feels like I'd be doing double the work, you know, marking it here. Yeah, yeah. Changing, so. I kind of did it more for like, just like draft one, because I wanted to re-outline. So I wrote notes as I was going through. I was like, this is awful. I was like, I like this character. <laughs> I like this scene, you know, and I was like, oh, maybe change this. So it actually really, for me personally, like helped me re-outline for draft two. And now like I have just so much better character development, like relationships, like the theme I was able to bring out more. I fixed a couple of the chapters that were wrong for POV and stuff, but yeah, I, I don't know. My friend, he was like, so basically just did the same thing that I do online. <laughs> I'm like, yep. <laughs> yep. I felt like I was going through it, you know, on Microsoft and I was like highlighting different words and making notes, but it just didn't feel like I was getting anywhere, you know, because it just keeps going and going. And I like yeah. actually I was sectioning it off by like chapters. So I would take 10 pages every day, um, which 10 pages right of eight by 10 is like a lot more. So it was probably like 30 to 35, 40 pages a day. Like I was editing, you know, on like actual book. So it helped me like kind of, I guess, like be more goal oriented for how many, you know, chapters yeah. or pages or whatever. I just thought it, yeah, it just worked a little bit better for me. But mm -hmm. yeah, I think, yeah, you said it best, right? Every tool works for different people. Different yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's a very individual activity. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm just going to change one question here because this actually brings up a good tangent. So like, has there been like a, like one tool or, you know, a way you've done something in particular, like clearly there's gotta be something that you're doing, you know, to get, you know, really good products out this quickly. So is there like one tool or strategy you use that you're just like, this is like my thing and it works really well for me? Um, 
I don't know. I, I feel like I don't do anything special. <laughs> I, um, I don't plan before I write. I just sit down and start writing usually and sometimes kind of plan out as I go. Um, and I try to, like I said, I take notes as I go um, on either like just character place notes or ideas for what might happen in the future mm. of the book. And um, I really try to get on and write every day. Um, I usually it's in the evening. I'm a teacher too. So I'm oh, cool. up early and off to school and then back home. And, um, so nights and weekends, I'm trying to write around everything else. And, yeah. um, but I, I feel good if I get a little bit done every day and I, and it just seems to work for me. I don't know. It's, <laughs> I really don't feel like I do anything that's special. Um, but it works somehow. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, well, what subject do you teach? I teach kindergarten. Oh, cool. Wow. You guys don't get paid enough. I tell you. <laughs> no. Like, <laughs> yeah. Especially, especially this now. Week. Yeah. Like, especially now it's like, I, I just think like, cause like you look at my nephew alone, it's like, he's about to be four. So he's speech delayed because of the pandemic. Like they just didn't, oh, yeah. didn't go anywhere or do anything, you know, mm-hmm. and it was right at that vital time. And I see how it's affected just, you know, our eighth graders that were sixth graders when this thing started. I'm just like, what's going to happen when we have those kindergartners, you know, like, and yeah. you know, obviously we have a lot more time to help make up, but it's just like, I just feel like it's crazy. And yeah, I'm not good at kindergarten. <laughs> I, I have eighth grade, uh, you know, and then I was doing high school for a while. I just, I, I, it's weird. Cause it's like kindergarten seven, like sixth and seventh grade are just not my thing. Like yeah. all the other grades. I'm like, I'm good. I don't know why. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, well, it's a different, it is completely different. I, I've taught fourth um, and I taught a one-two combo class and I've taught kindergarten. And kindergarten, yeah, it is different than anything else. Right. And it's, um, it, it just is. I don't even, it's hard to describe. I mean, at the beginning of the year, it's like daycare. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, the second half of the year is like first grade. Um, it's crazy, but it's so fun because you see so much growth. That's yeah. one of my favorite things about it is that you yeah. take these kids who don't know their ABCs and then by the end of the year, they're reading. So yeah, yeah. Uh, it's super cool. It's such a, it's such an important age. And yeah, I said to my friend, he goes, you're so patient. I go there. I, I said, no, your wife is patient because she teaches kindergarten. I'm like, I'm like, she has to deal with us all the time, <laughs> you know, like coming over and playing board games and stuff or D and D or whatever. I'm like, no wonder she's always so organized and, you know, has everything like the snacks and everything ready. I'm like, she's a kindergarten teacher. I'm like, I just, I was like, no wonder, you know, we're like spending forever at your house where <laughs> she's just like, okay, guys, like it's probably time to be done. Like, well, that makes sense. I actually feel better now knowing that you're a kindergarten teacher. Like, no wonder you get so much, you know, done. Like, I feel like <laughs> you guys, no offense to anybody else who's not teaching kindergarten, but I feel like kindergarten and first grade and, you know, really like young twos even it's like anything in between the age like you guys are just doing so much more in that time <laughs> I just yeah. feel like like yeah you just make I was like man she's really like writing really well like what's her secret so being a kindergarten teacher I feel <laughs> yes. like you know you gotta Super be productive. yeah 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 you guys are really productive though I just remember like how many things I did in a day you know when I used to be um you know like I had a uh was in a kindergarten and first grade uh special ed classroom right before uh, like the pandemic, everything for like my second internship. And I was just like, man, we really do get a lot done in a day, you mm-hmm. know, and it's kind of crazy to think about, you know? And yeah. You know, yeah. It's yeah. 
feel like you got to be organized. You have to know exactly what you're doing. It's not like me where tomorrow I'm like, I guess we're going to review for our quiz. And <laughs> I got it done last week, but you know, yeah. It's, just, yeah, it's a different, different beast, I think, but yeah, that's really cool. I didn't know that. Welcome to the rings. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <thanks. laughs> it's funny. It's just funny how many teachers are writers, like, you know, Melinda yeah. Spencer, um, my friend, uh, Miles Hurt, got to make sure I don't say his real name, <laughs> say his pen name. Um, yeah, there's like quite a few where I was like, oh, I had no idea, you know, like we were surrounded. So it, it just kind of feels cool, you know, to know yeah. other teachers that write in like the kind of same writing and stuff. So yeah, I think I it's got to be a benefit that we have summers off because that gives yeah. me lots of time to write. But um, I feel like I was more productive during school year but with writing anyway. <laughs> <laughs> and that's for me as I'm like, I'm trying to structure my days now for the summer. Cause this is the first summer I'm taking off because I like did extra coaching and I've mm -hmm. like subbed every day, like two or three, like extra hours. Cause I'm like, I just want the time just to finish off, um, a couple of drafts and things, uh, that were around 20,000 for me. And even if they're not good, I just want to kind of get them out there and then play with them in the yeah. fall and stuff. But I'm like, I feel like I have to be like, every day mapped out be writing every day before then so I can just go right in the summer and be productive because it is a you know a different like no offense to anybody but teaching is different you know I feel like teaching yeah. nursing you know being a EMT or a doctor police officer it's like it is very I just feel like it's a really different type of stress and you know a different mm -hmm. job and you need obviously you know right to recharge more I think than other places not that everybody doesn't yeah. but it's yeah different, like it is it's very different yeah yeah <laughs> other jobs you can come home like Mallory Kuhn like I don't know how she does it like with her job like she comes home and busts out and then writes different times and I'm just like oh by the time I get home from school I'm like just tired I have to like hopefully like get at least 500 words out I've been writing at school on my break uh you know just to get 500 words done mm -hmm. a day or just to get something but yeah I just started doing that where I I try to do uh, do it during my lunch break and sometimes it works sometimes it doesn't but if I know I've only got like 30 minutes, I can sometimes get a lot written because I oh, know yeah. I have to be like on it. And yeah. Um, yeah, I do find it hard though. Cause like, I'm sure you do too, where it's like, there's just so many things that pop up and I'm just like, it's been really hard to get the time lately. Cause I feel like so many things pop up or I'm doing something. I just want to get it done now. So I don't have to do it later. So I don't interrupt my writing time later. So it's kind of hard to go back and forth. I feel like, but yeah. 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 yeah, it's interesting. Uh, so what is your favorite genre in terms of like reading? Definitely urban fantasy, although um, I would say I started out as a, um, a horror reader as a kid. Oh, cool. and I really liked um, I read like all the Goosebumps stories oh, yeah. and um, I, I liked Stephen King, although I haven't read a lot of his. I was probably more like watching the movies as a kid. Yeah. <laughs> but um and then I moved into like reading romance novels um when I was uh in like junior high and high school um but when I kind of discovered the mixture which is urban fantasy really is um yeah. the horror and the love story so it's perfect <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah I do um I do read some other stuff too I mean like a good just like mystery story with mm -hmm. kind of um um almost if it's got like some humor in it, it'll get me, or if it's got like a good enough, like love interest kind of, um, story, it'll get me. So I don't like anything sad. I do not, um, I don't like sad books or sad movies. I just, I want to feel good when I'm reading. Or yeah, yeah. I 
do not want to be sad. I, so I don't do anything sad. Um, yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm right there with you. Like, no offense, but Perks of a Wallflower, or not Perks of a Wallflower, um, not Paper Talents. What's the other one? Uh, Fault in Our Stars. I'm like, probably not. I'm sure it's a great book. I'm like, I'm probably not going to be reading it because I don't want to yeah. feel, I want to feel at the end, like, yeah, like, same as you, is like, I like the fantasy and sci-fi with like the heroes. Like mm-hmm. I'm reading um, Jim Butcher's um, Deadbeat right now. And there's one line that Harry says where I'm just like, yes, <laughs> like this is what I'm, this is what I like. I like uh, The Last Kingdom too and the TV show with Uhtred. Like, I feel like he's a very similar type of character to like my personality. And especially with like, with kids, like anytime there's a kid involved, he's like, you know, I'm going to protect this kid above all costs. And I'm like, I get that as a teacher so i'm just like i really like him but yeah i just i don't want to be sad at the end <laughs> right there with yeah. you i write books with happy endings personally like even if it's not in book one it's like you know people you know grow a lot and stuff but i feel like i just personally like the end of the trilogy to be even if it's not great for everybody i just want there to be a happy ending i guess yeah I just realize <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah and i think i think a lot most most of the time readers pick up a book they they know that they're going to have a happy ending at the end or not. So you gotta, if you're building it up, it's gotta be there. (laughs) Yeah, 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 yeah. No, I totally agree with that. All right. Well, with that last question, uh, do you have any news updates, promos? So by the time this posts, uh, it'll be February 8th. So obviously, you know, you have your new book. Yeah. A spider in the garden, February 8th. I'm so excited. It's a really great story. Of course I think so. (laughs) It sounded really cool. (laughs) Like, was checking it out yesterday i'm like oh this is neat i actually am really looking forward to um pre-ordering it when uh, i get my kindle um for christmas so yeah it nice. looks the cover is really cool the blurbs is great uh, i really yeah. like reading it um you know the different um little blurbs and stuff you had on your website for it it definitely was like i was like that is really an interesting idea it wasn't like oh thank you yeah it wasn't like typical and i i don't like typical urban fantasy i want yeah I want the something like unique and that was really yeah. unique. So yeah, I, I really try to be unique, although I never assume that I am, right? Um, but yeah, she, you know, I started with this idea of a spider, a girl that turns into a spider. And I hate spiders, so I don't know what, <laughs> where it came from. And and then it just kind of went from there. I was like, well, what would be, you know, what could a what would a spider um be after and what would their problems be and um and it's like the idea that the web is going to um kind of catch us thoughts that go by yeah. and um yeah and then it's kind of funny because when I was writing it and I got like almost all the way through and then I went back and I added this other character in and he's almost my favorite character in the book um but he's a side character and he's um he's a werewolf and uh, I don't want to give too much away yeah 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 <laughs> um, without thinking about what would spoil it but yeah so it was a really fun book to write and I'm so excited for it to come out because I feel like it was um I feel like it's really good but I mean of course I think that (laughs) I mean the blurb was great like I'll I'll obviously put you know your website in here for the description so everybody in the audience just go check out you know Courtney's website check out the blurb um the art I thought was fantastic I just scrolled down I was like yep the art to me and then I went down and I was like yep check check I was just like yep <laughs> so it was really, yeah, really cool I, know. I, I wish I had anything to do with the cover I mean I just besides saying I liked it you know they they did a great job with it I'm really happy 
it was just yeah i i just i really liked because like you know obviously the cover catches your attention that one definitely does and i always do like a three-part thing you know where it's like you know do i like the do i like the cover does the title you know interest me and then the blurb so i we were three for three for that one so oh, <laughs> i was like check <laughs> so i'm anxious to to get on that one as soon as you know it's out for february so yeah that was really cool so uh, anything else, uh, you know, in the meantime? Yeah, um, well, after that, in um, April, I'll have a book coming out. It's called um, uh, Life with Beasts. And it's a oh, series cool. that I'm writing about a, um, a woman It's based in Seattle, Washington. And she is, um, she's a magician. So she's born with like these magical powers. And um, she ends up um, being in charge of a portion of Seattle, kind of like keeping the order there, but she doesn't really want to. And she kind of gets into this like mystery that's going on. And um, book two is um, by book two, she's a private investigator for oh, cool. the paranormal. Right? So supernatural private eye kind of thing. And um, yeah, so each book in the series will be uh, kind of a continuation of the characters' stories. There's a lot of fun characters oh, in there. Cool. There's a ghost in there that I just love. I she's so funny, and um, yeah, and and then a mystery kind of that goes to each book. So they all they all could kind of stand alone, but you definitely would want to probably read them in order to get yeah, the yeah. out of it. And oh, sad story. I had four written and I lost one. The last oh. one appeared from my computer. My computer crashed and um, I need to learn my lesson and save everything onto an external hard drive, but it's okay. I'll write it again. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that just breaks my heart. I actually would have been done with my mind recently, but it's like in the process of my rough draft, I had like, I don't know, 17,000 words were gone and I had to like redo it. I'm like, seriously. So it took me a while longer because I was just so bummed. <laughs> I took like two yeah. and a half months to to come back so I definitely know the feeling I hope that yeah. you know that that doesn't happen again that's why I'm like my friend my my tech guy my best friend he's like did you save it on OneDrive? did you save it you know and I'm like so we were so bummed we tried everything to to get it back yeah, and yeah I think um, I was on Shakespeare at the time and it just did not like it so on my Mac so I just had to stop using it unfortunately but yeah yeah, yeah I got a, I, I uh, got a new computer and we'll hope it doesn't happen again <laughs> yeah yeah we'll cross our fingers there yeah for yeah. sure all right, Courtney. Well, we really want to thank you for, you know, coming on. Um, I was really interested to find out more, you know, about, you know, you as a writer and your books. So I really look forward to, uh, you know, to getting to read them. And I'd actually, um, you know, seen some of the other ones too um, at our independent store. So that you're oh, out yeah. and about yeah, in my town in Ithaca, New York. So that was really oh. cool. Yeah. And I was like, I didn't even realize it was you. I was like, oh, that's really cool. When I was looking on your website yesterday, I was like, oh yeah, I've seen those, you know, and it was just cool to see you know that you're out and about so that was really awesome. neat so awesome. thank you so much for having me yeah, yeah. it was awesome and um i'll look forward to doing this again in a year if not sooner yeah 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 obviously we always invite everybody back right away so if you want to come back you know but definitely definitely love to get you you know at the very least whatever happens you know um for that year but definitely anytime you want to stop by or you know like oh i have this really cool thing or you know this tool i've been using like whatever it is as long as it's fantasy sci-fi horror paranormal <laughs> romance whatever as long as it's not fiction sorry folks they're not fiction uh <laughs> come by anytime and uh tell us and we'll be glad to have you so 
Awesome. Thank you. Perfect. Well, thank you. And thank you, our audience, for tuning in to the Fantasy and Sci-Fi Fanatics podcast. Uh, you can find this video on YouTube uh, for February She Wrote. Uh, we're going to be on Twitter, Facebook, audios on Spotify, rssfeed.com. And of course, by this time, we'll actually have the new website up and running. And you can actually go and check out Courtney's uh, profile on there. This episode will be on there. Uh, and you can actually find all of Courtney's socials and where to find her books and everything. So thank you everybody for tuning in. And Courtney, again, thank you so much. And I look forward to uh, sending you the email for this podcast. And I look forward to talking to you on Twitter as well. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> have a good night. You too. Thanks. Bye.